One of my favorite ways to unwind is by playing a game on my phone while I relax on the couch. And June's Journey is my new favorite as it combines several of my favorite things, finding hidden items, decor and design, and solving a murder. In June's Journey, you dive into June's captivating quest to uncover a scandalous hidden family secret while discovering the truth behind the unexplained death of her sister. As you uncover clues, you also get to build your own island estate with expansive gardens and beautiful buildings. You get to collect scraps of information to fill your photo album and learn more about each character. You get to chat and play with or against other players by joining a detective club. You'll even get the chance to play in a detective league to put your skills to the test. So can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. This episode contains adult themes and is not appropriate for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Hello the world, this is They Will Kill, a true crime podcast. I'm Sadie Eck. And I am Courtney Eck. And I'm hoping Courtney's doing an episode about the James Webb telescope God, images. Uh, I know. Let's talk about more, more. Whoa. See, it's so overwhelming. It makes me feel so insignificant. I can't that even I, speak. Yeah, I've lost my ability to speak. We will talk about that more at the end, but I'm not. This mm-hmm. is not a James Webb related episode, but it is a good one. And it is the disappearance and murder of Helen Bailey. Tell me everything, please. I will. I will. So Helen Bailey was born on August 22nd, 1962. I don't know how to say this town, but I want to say it anyway. Pontyland near Newcastle-upon-Tyne. What are those words? <laughs> I don't know, but they're adorable. Near Newcastle. I think I, I saw Newcastle a lot when I was learning about her, but I put the full the full rundown. Pontyland <laughs> near Newcastle-upon-Tyne. <laughs> She also, I don't know if I've ever related more to a victim. And so the fact that she's from Pontyland near Newcastle upon Tyne, it just like sets her up because her whole life, she's just this incredible human being. Mm. So she later wrote about her high school experience and said, quote, whilst at school, I used to sit and stare out of the window, dreaming of anything but lessons, then go home and write pages and pages in my diary of who did what and to whom, and usually why I wasn't part of it. Same Helen Bailey, same. Oh, So after high school, she pursued a physiology degree with the intention of becoming a forensic scientist, then did her postgraduate research at a teaching hospital where she worked with vomiting ferrets, which I don't, I don't get (laughs) any other information about why the ferrets were vomiting, but that's where she worked. And she chose, quote, her postgraduate choice of employment on the fact that the hospital's canteen had an extensive menu and wearing a white lab coat to work made her feel important. Oh, my God. She is our sister. Right? Wow. She went on to say it wasn't long before NHS catering lost its allure. The pristine white coat was drenched in ferret musk (laughs) and worse. (laughs) And she realized she was more comfortable in a wine bar and wrap dress than wrestling with rodents. Wow. I know. Helen Bailey. 
fucking rules. God. It's, it happens so often that I forget what we are here to talk about. And yep. that makes me really, really sad. Yep. Yep. And you just fall deeply in love with these people. Yes. Well, check this out. So then Helen decided to work in marketing. <laughs> well, I mean, why not? When you're somebody like Helen, you can do those I know. things. She's like, yeah, forensic science was cool, but I think my skills are bigger than that. So she worked on campaigns for feature films and cartoon characters like Garfield, Rugrats, and The Simpsons. So this is like the 90s? Yes, exactly. She married her first husband, John Sinfield, in 1996. And after a couple of years, she was like, oh, what if I was to become a super beloved author of young adult fiction? And she did. (laughs) Oh, my God. She worked on huge marketing campaigns for very well-known TV shows and movies by day. And by night, she wrote 22 books. I can't barely, I can barely pull off a murder story a week. Like what? Yeah. And anybody who works, yeah, anybody who works in marketing or advertising knows that that is like a 24-hour day job. When you get hired by those firms, especially in the 90s when cocaine was still such a huge thing, they, I mean, not that it's not, but you know, like a really, Mm -hmm. really huge thing, they would be like, I've had friends who interviewed at like Widen and Kennedy and they were like, if you are flying to your mother's house for Christmas and we need you to get off the plane, you will get off the plane. Like that is the expectation. So... The fact that she was also able to write her young adult Electra Brown series uh, is incredible. It's incredible. She also wrote books for younger children, including the Willow the Wood Sprite series, the Topaz series, and the Felicity Wishes series. Helen and her husband John were together for 15 years. And then tragically, in February of 2011, the two were on vacation together in Barbados because they both were workaholics and she was like, let's take a vacation. Mm -hmm. We're burnt out. So John went out for a swim and he drowned in front of her. (gasps) Yes. Yep. Oh, God. The once extremely prolific writer said she found herself frozen and with nothing to say for the first time in her life and was also struggling with how strange mundane tasks like taking the trash to the curb or going to a party alone felt to her. Like, yeah, how do you, you just don't like, mm -mm. no, no, like, no, I, that's the shit that keeps me up at night. It's my scariest thing. As a result, Helen started a blog called Planet Grief four months after Jim's death to get writing again, as well as process her grief and trauma. And on Planet Grief, she wrote, quote, On the 27th, February 2011, whilst on holiday in Barbados, my husband got off his sun lounger, adjusted his glasses, and headed into sea for a swim. Moments later, I heard him call for help and watched helplessly from the beach as he was pulled out to sea by a riptide. No. He drowned. Bizarrely, after he died, the first thing I said was, but I'm wearing a bikini. Oh my God. As if bad things can't happen when you're wearing a good bikini. (sighs) But they can, and it did. At the age of 46, I crash landed on planet grief, a place where nothing, not even my own reflection in the mirror, felt familiar. Oh my God chills i know planet grief started out as a way for helen to channel the overwhelming circumstances of her life and it snowballed into a place where tens of thousands of people went to find solace share stories and help each other navigate the experience of losing a loved one 
Based on the success of the blog, Helen wrote her first book for adults called When Bad Things Happen in Good Bikinis. And the guy now makes me want to cry. It's so she's the best. And The Guardian called her book a, quote, painful and companionable account of coming to terms with life without her husband. She, uh, like, you can, there's tons of video of her. She did tons of interviews. You know, she, this made her even more famous, Mm -hmm. but she's so darling. She's like on her blog making a video and she's like, this is my first attempt at this and I watched lots of YouTubes and the first one I found was this excruciatingly gorgeous 15-year-old who kept flipping her hair. (laughs) (laughs) She's just so, ugh, she's such a buoyant person, you know, to just continue to have a good sense of humor and this like huge life despite like massive loss is, I don't know. It's very inspiring. So then in October of 2011, Helen met a software engineer named Ian Stewart on an online forum for widows and widowers. And Ian said he lost his first wife to an epileptic seizure and was parenting two sons on his own. The two struck up a friendship that developed into a romantic relationship over time. And Helen referred to Ian as her, quote, gorgeous gray haired widower. The two eventually got engaged, and five years after they met, Helen and Ian moved to an area around two hours outside of London. So on April 11, 2016, 51-year-old Helen took her beloved dachshund Boris out for a walk (laughs) around 2.45 p.m. She has a dachshund named Boris? Yes, of course she does. Of course she does. Of course course she does. Yes. This is a heartbreak episode. It's such a heartbreak episode. So neighbors reported that they saw her leave with him around 2.45 p.m. Four days later, Helen's fiancé, Ian, called police and informed them that Helen had never returned from that walk. Uh, don't like it, Ian. He claimed he'd woken up from a nap to an empty house, but found a note from Helen saying she'd gone to their vacation home in Broadstairs, needed some time alone, and didn't want to be contacted in any way. Mm Mm-hmm. No one's ever said that. No. Okay. No. Ugh. They only say that when you're making up a story because you killed Yes. Them. Yeah. Or they say that because they do want to be contacted. I'm one of those people who's like, leave me alone because I want you to come and get me. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody ever wants to not be contacted in any way unless you're a stalker. <laughs> Ian told police that he'd been in contact with the people near the cottage and that there was no sign of her. And so he wanted to see if police could check on her. I mean, some people do want to be left alone, but you know what I'm saying. Like right. this is no. this scenario is not this, that scenario. No. One odd detail about the 999 call was that Ian took another call from a friend while he was reporting his fiance missing after not having seen or heard from her for four days. No, that's normal, right? He's like, "Oh, do you mind? Um, one moment." And he's like, "Yeah, nope, just on with the police." Um, Yep, still haven't seen any sign of her. Okay, ring you back later. Like, what, dude? You could have fucking... That could have waited. So police went to the cottage to check on Helen, but there wasn't any sign of her at all, which friends and loved ones said was very odd. They said that the whole scenario was so strange and very out of character for Helen, as she wouldn't just disappear and leave a cryptic note. I was going to say, it's one thing to need space from your partner. It's a whole other thing to 
just not con like no if she was having trouble in her marriage she would be hanging out with her friends or her family or whoever right right she was gregarious and and she would have talked to him about it like she shares her innermost everything with tens of thousands of people Mm -hmm. she's not gonna not have a like sit down and have a conversation with you and be like listen I need a little space. This is what I'm going through. I'll see you in, you know, three days or whatever. She wouldn't wait for you to fall asleep in the middle of the afternoon and then like sneak out of the house. That's fucking weird. She's a grown woman. She's 51 years old. Yeah. You know, right. Give me a break. So her family wondered if maybe she'd just been reacting to the five year anniversary of John's death that had just passed and thought that maybe she'd been feeling depressed and needed some space. But again, it wasn't like her to leave without communicating. Police held a press conference asking anyone who knew anything about Helen's whereabouts to please come forward and give them any information they could provide, and they also did extensive searches of the surrounding area as well as hundreds of hours of CCTV footage for any sign of Helen or her puppy, Boris. Not only was Helen not spotted on CCTV footage, there was no evidence that she'd used her cell phone, credit cards, or bank cards in the days that she'd been missing, And it was as if she'd set out to walk her dog and simply vanished. Authorities searched their home and questioned Ian several times, who claimed he couldn't remember much about the day she went missing and didn't give them a straight answer about his whereabouts or details of that day. He said he remembered that he and Helen had loaded his car with some things to bring to the dump. Then Helen worked in her office for a while and Ian napped while she worked. He said that Helen left for a bit to get milk or something from the store and came back as quickly as she'd left, saying she was never going to drive again because something had upset her. Oh, okay. He says he doesn't remember much from the rest of the afternoon, but he does remember waking up in his chair in his office and was pretty sure he saw Helen wave goodbye to him. But when he thinks about it, he's not sure. So, quote, maybe she did, maybe she didn't. Okay, so you... I watched... Sorry, go ahead. Well, I, say, I watched the interview, and he, I mean, that he, that is exactly what he said. Like, it does, he's just like, I don't, I don't know. She popped out, and then she came back as soon as she left, and she was very upset. She said, I'm never driving again. And then I think I fell asleep, and like, what the fuck are you talking about, dude? Right, you've got days. He's taken days to call the police to come up with yep. a story, and he can't yep. manage to do that either. Right, to put together some sort of believable accounting of the day. And if you wake up and your spouse is missing, you certainly remember the day. Like, yes. Well, yeah. if she's saying things like, I'm too, I'm not going to ever drive again. And, you know, it's not right. been months, right? No, Since at she... this point, it's been like five days. Right. Yeah. Like, even me with not the best memory, I can pretty much recall what happened five days ago. Step especially, by step. Yes, <laughs> right. especially if Ryan I like, woke up. Yes. Yes. Yep. Even if I wasn't initially super concerned i would have i would remember what what had gone on that day i would have actively been engaged in figuring out what happened to my spouse yes so he said he can't remember what he did next and that maybe he went to the doctor or maybe he went to the dump but maybe he went to the dump the next day what is happening i know Despite being basically useless in his recollection of events for the day, Ian did participate in searches for Helen and paid to have flyers printed and distributed and was, for all intents and purposes, the frantic, distraught fiancé of a missing person. 
So then three months to the day that Helen went missing, a local man was arrested on suspicion of murder and unlawful disposal of a body and was released on bail while the investigation continued. Four days later, however, police learned from a neighbor that there was a second cesspit for a septic system under Helen and Ian's garage and decided they should probably peek in there to confirm it hadn't been used as a burial plot for Mm -hmm. the beloved author and her dog. But very unfortunately, it had. Police looked into the septic tank and saw a human arm protruding from the cesspit under the garage. Authorities had searched the house twice, but Ian's car had been parked over the entrance to the pit, so it wasn't apparent that it existed, and police might have never found it if the neighbor had not tipped them off. So can we back up a minute? So the person who was arrested... That's the same person. It was Ian. No, some random other guy. He was totally cleared. Yeah, oh. he was innocent. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Got, yeah. Sorry. sorry. I realized I didn't clarify that. Yeah. So this other guy gets arrested for is, her murder. For her murder. Um. I don't. I, there's no details about him. There's no name. There's right. No, because he's fucking innocent. Right. Um. But yeah, he got arrested. They released him on bail, and then four days later, they're like, "Psych, you are totally free to go, sir. Got it. Your charges have been dropped because." She was under the garage. Got it. Okay. I was like, was there another murder? Okay. That makes sense. No, sorry. Sorry. Yes, that was not clarified. So when they searched the tank, they found the remains of a woman and a small dog, which were identified as Helen Bailey and her dog, Boris. I mean, not to diminish her passing, but when you're willing to also kill her beloved dog, like... I know. I know. I know. Special place for you, sir. Yep. Yep. No, absolutely no reason to kill that dog Mm-mm. or that woman. No. Like, yeah. I also was, I couldn't sleep last night. And of course, like my brain immediately went to the police officer who had to search that fucking septic tank. And Mm-mm. I, I'm going to say a little special prayer for that person because that is horrifying. Uh, yeah, yeah. There are people that have to do those jobs and that is fucking terrible. Yeah. I think about that with the Watts case a lot. The poor people who had to go in the oil yes. tanks. Like, oh my God. Yeah. Yep. yep. So the next day, Ian Stewart was arrested and charged with Helen's murder and perverting the course of justice and preventing a lawful burial. Police were able to determine that Ian traveled to Broadstairs with Helen's phone the day after he reported her missing so would have known that she wasn't where she said she was going to be if he'd really thought she was alive. And also would know she didn't have her phone on her because he had it. Mm-hmm. He'd accidentally connected her phone to the home's Wi-Fi while he was there. <laughs> oh my God. And so they were able to ping the phone off of the local tower. What a bozo. Well, check this out. This guy's the bozoist. He just set him his own self up to get caught so hard. He also transferred 4,000 pounds from Helen's personal account and into their joint account the day she went missing. And previous to that, Helen had routinely only transferred 400 pounds into that account. So the day after she went missing, he changed the number from 400 to 4,000. What? Uh, yeah. Jerk. <laughs> like, come on, <laughs> yes. man. Yeah, and so the, by the time they figured it out, there had been 12,000 pounds transferred into their mutual account. Ian also stood to benefit financially from Helen's death as he was the beneficiary of her three and a half million pound estate 
not to mention her sizable life insurance policy. Motherfucker. Also, I when I think about these kinds of cases, I'm like, why wouldn't you just continue to let her take care of you? Seriously, she's going to make so much money alive. Yeah. yeah. And just hang out and have a good life with Boris the dog and like chill out. Yeah. yeah. And we also know that she was probably doing the lion's share of everything. Yes. You know, she's this dynamic, vivacious, driven, fucking energetic individual. You know, she could fucking cook and do a million other 100%. things that make your life better. Right. Mm-hmm. God, people are so crazy in their stupidity. So Ian pled not guilty to the charges, and his trial started three months later. At trial, it was revealed that Ian had been drugging Helen for months with sleeping pills, and when he was ready and thought she was sufficiently sedated, he suffocated her to death. Helen had reported to her mother before her death that she felt like she had been sleeping too much and wasn't sure why. Mm. A very disturbing detail of this case is that authorities aren't 100% sure she actually died from his attempt to suffocate her and that she still could have been alive when he dumped her in the septic tank. Another gruesome detail is that Helen once remarked in front of her brother and Ian that the cesspit under the garage would be an amazing place to hide a dead body. Oh, no. In another mark against Ian, he tried twice to use his power of attorney to sell an apartment that Helen owned, and one of those attempts was made on the exact day that she went missing. Oh my God, dude. Like, how many times do we have to say it? You gotta wait. You gotta wait a long time. Minimum six months. Minimum. Even then. But even then, obviously, he was, I don't know if he was in financial trouble, but I'm sure he was, or he, there was something he wanted this money for, like, right now, mm-hmm. which is always the case, right? You're not pre-planning to be in financial emergency, you know, right. six months down the road. Right? Well, he These also didn't wait. do any thought, like, there was no thought, like, forethought of what, if I do this, then this is how it's going to look. Right. Right. So he didn't care. He was like, ah, she's out of the way. I might as well go ahead and take care of this business or whatever. Like, yep. too busy. That's why he couldn't come up with a good story of what happened that day. He was too busy dealing with her finances. Selling off her assets. Totally. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Luckily. And the fact that he did, he was poisoning her for months. So he was planning right. this for a really long yes. time. He had plenty of and time. And over that amount of time. Right. Come up with he, a very he, solid plan. Yep. Yep, but he didn't. He came up with the opposite of that. Thank God. Again. Yeah. Oh, I wrote something down the other, like, um, we all know, uh, stay sexy, don't get murdered. Oh, stay stupid, please get caught, is what I wrote down the other day. <laughs> <laughs> stay stupid, please get caught. That's and very and funny. <laughs> Stuart did. Yes. Yes. He Good. stayed stupid and he got caught. So people who knew Ian also reported that he was just a penny-pitching dickhead. (laughs) (laughs) Was that their words or yours? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) He was openly cheap and was the only person in his office who refused to pitch in for gifts on birthdays and other important occasions, which says a lot about the guy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and he was a... um, computer engineer like he you know i'm sure he made plenty of money and just to be that guy he's like no i would really rather not thank Mm -hmm. you we all know oh diana's diana just had a baby Mm, yeah no Mm -hmm. i'm not interested thanks 
yeah, that's, ugh, ugh. that's the polar opposite of me. That is my direct opposite personality. 100% your direct opposite. Yes. Right. An engineer who won't pitch in for presents. No, you're the type nope. that's like, I'm just going to pay for everything all the time and don't yeah. worry about it. I'll just yeah. cover it. <laughs> yeah. What's the point of having money if you don't fucking share it? Yeah. So even though the evidence against Ian was pretty overwhelming, he managed to come up with a super sick defense. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes i surprise myself after the fact with <laughs> it wasn't a quote from his defense <laughs> lawyers we got this super, super sick defense you guys check this out <laughs> so ian claimed that two men named nick and joe oh he named them good had kidnapped helen and the dog and demanded a 680,000 pound ransom and he never mentioned it to the police before because he was trying to keep Helen safe. Oh my God. I'm going to yeah. stab this guy. Like what? Nick and Joe. Well, they and also his neighbors, his neighbor's name was Nick and his best friend's name was Joe. And oh my so the, God. the police were like, <laughs> yeah, these two guys named um, Lamp and um, Carpet. Chair. <laughs> Dude. Come on. What is wrong Rich- with people? Richard Glass. Yeah, right. So the defense claimed that Ian had clearly taken, oh, the prosecution. So the prosecution claimed that Ian had clearly taken advantage of a very vulnerable and recently bereaved woman and had manipulated her through love bombing to get what he wanted from her, which was clearly her money and companionship. After a seven-week trial in February of 2017, Ian was found guilty of Helen's murder after just one day of deliberation. He was sentenced to life in prison with a minimum of 34 years. But the story doesn't end there. Mm -hmm. Once Ian was convicted of Helen's murder, police decided to take a little peek-see into his past Uh, and revisit mm -hmm. his first wife's death. That was going to be my next question. Uh, She had died under mysterious circumstances. Ian's first wife, Diane, did suffer from epilepsy and had seizures her entire life. She was found dead in the garden near her home in 2010, and at the time it was ruled that she had indeed died from one of her epileptic seizures. Her family was skeptical of the ruling at the time, and rightfully so. A paramedic who was the first on the scene after Ian called the police said that Ian showed no signs of panic, that his wife was unconscious in their backyard, and there were no signs that he had tried to administer CPR, despite Ian claiming that he had. Mm-hmm. He said, quote, generally effective CPR causes trauma. You crush the ribs, they pop, they snap, the airway is normally open. Not everyone knows how to do it, but that's what you normally see if effective CPR is commenced. That's what Ian said? That's what the, the paramedic oh, said. Oh, I thought he was saying I didn't do it because I was going to create too much trauma. And I was like, no, 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 no. no. Sorry. Create, no, I know. Okay. Yeah, you know, it's just yes. very apparent. Obvious when people try. Yes. yes. Very okay. obvious. Yep. He also said that he saw bloodstained saliva near... Diane Stewart's mouth, and if ha- had he done effective mouth-to-mouth, it would have been everywhere, um, right. apparently, all over the place. Yes. Yep. So, authorities ran tests on Diane Stewart's tissue and brain and determined that she had died from being suffocated for up to an hour. Oh, God. Yeah. So, in February of 2022, 
he was retried and sentenced for the murder of his first wife as well and was given a full life sentence with no possibility of parole. Good. Uh, that is hard to come by in the UK. In the Right? I, yes. You have to be a super monster person. You are the worst kind of person to go to life go to life go to prison for life yes good i'm so sorry for her they had kids together right they had two kids yeah yes two sons no mention of the sons but yeah i that's it you guys that is the story of the despicable human being that is ian stewart and is wrong right beautiful light that is helen bailey and i'm sure also diane stewart though there isn't very much written about her because that was a recent development Mm mm-hmm and yeah, what a piece of shit. What an absolute piece of shit. Hey, guess what? People are not objects that you can just do away with for your own bidding. It's not, this is not okay. I, like, I will never, I just will never be able to wrap my mind around. You come to a point in your life and you can just like walk away and do something else or kill a human being that you have spent a good majority of your life with and like fathered children with and made decisions and own pro I, like that is it is unfathomable yes. it can't how how does that happen where does that come from yeah complete lack of empathy clearly to start one number one <laughs> no empathy but like how yeah as someone that is just all i think about is the comfort of other people I just can't, it just, it doesn't register in my brain how that's possible. Yeah. Yeah. Worst case scenario, I feel ambivalent. Like that's Mm -hmm. the, that's about the extent of my feelings toward other people. Occasionally I feel a little angry or, you know, like resentful, but Mm -hmm. generally I'm just like, I don't like you. I, but I don't really feel that much about it. (laughs) I just want you to not be around me. Right. But no, it's crazy. And for him to like be done with his wife his first wife and then immediately be getting on mm-hmm. grief websites and targeting women who are vulnerable and like immediately yep. jumping back in to figure out who else she can murder for yep. money. Yep. Yep. Is. Well, yeah. I think if you have that sort of a personality disorder, untreated, you know, yeah. the worst case of the personality disorder where it's a game, you know, that's the only explanation. And she, you know, was probably very interesting to him for Mm -hmm. five years. She's a brilliant woman. She's dynamic. She's super successful. She's got tons of money. I'm sure that was really fun. And then when it wasn't fun anymore, it was done. It was on to the next. Yep. Yep. And I'm sure there's a certain amount of, I mean, we know this, we know there's a certain amount of a thrill in getting away with it and being able to pull something like that off, having power over other people, feeling smarter than the police and the loved ones and the family members. I mean, it's like, yep. Yeah. I've said this a million times, but I have more understanding. I can have a much deeper understanding than people who were like, and maybe he was traumatized into becoming this person, but it's, you know, when you, when you learn about serial killers and people who were you're like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Like, I get it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I understand why your brain broke. But mm-hmm. then there's people like him where you're like, that's so spooky. Mm-hmm. Did you just come out that way? You know, mm-hmm. where where does that come from? Yeah, I always think that, about that asshole who was good with his pond or whatever his parents said. Like, he yes. had this perfect life and just was yes. broken. And 
those people. Yeah, but of course his yeah. parents probably coddled him too much or something. Who knows? But Right. Yeah. But I want like, I want to know. I will never not want to yeah. know. I will just die, dying to know. But no. we probably never will because you know what? There are we are looking back into the beginning of time now, guys. Yes. We are officially looking back into the beginning of time. Dude. That's how that my brain feels when I think about what that means. Right. Who who out there has seen the James Webb first picture of 14 billion years ago? Yeah, 13. But we're going to get back to 13 and a half. And the, our planet is 13.8. So we can't quite get back to the very beginning of time. <laughs> But pretty fucking close. Point, point three is away from the very beginning of time. Yes. Point three light years away from the beginning of time. We are looking at that. I don't understand. I don't understand. I read the Neil deGrasse Tyson caption on Instagram to Laura yesterday. And he was like, you know, you sent the TikTok about mm-hmm. how it's like the gravitational pull of the galaxy mm-hmm. cluster is like warping the image so that it looks, you know, round and stuff. And I read it out loud to Laura. And she said, I'm going to need you to stop talking about that right now. <laughs> yeah, well, you get so far back that it's, it's when the universe was being born. And so there is an immense gravitational pull that pulls the galaxies out of shape. And we can <gasps> see that because of the way that light travels. It's so crazy. It's so crazy. It's blowing my mind. I, I cannot know, I wait somebody... to see what else that stupid telescope comes up with. I, yeah. Mm. yeah, I did read that James Webb was a um, very anti-LGBTQIA. Oh. So fuck that guy. But, Bad name. Yeah, but cool ass telescope. Yes. I'm in it for the telescope. But I did yes. want to share that little tidbit I didn't of knowledge. Know that. Yeah, my ex-girlfriend, my college girlfriend, is married to an astrophysicist, and I follow her on Instagram, and so she keeps me hip to the Good. hip to the um, <laughs> physicisms. Well, let's call it like what else? What should we name it instead? The LGBTQIA telescope. Yep, yep. The Dolly Parton telescope. Oh, it should totally be the Dolly Parton telescope. Yeah. Yeah, it does. It does. It is seem very well timed, though, that we're looking back to the beginning of time and like being confronted with our insignificance and the vastness of the universe at at this exact moment. Mm -hmm. It feels very timely and weirdly um, comforting to me. Yep. The infinite possibilities that surround us. And uh, so just a reminder that you can believe in anything you want because you literally can. Anything is possible. Literally anything is possible. And it's all happening, and it is all happening. Right. Well, yeah, I mean, there's just no way that with a universe as large mm-hmm. as it is that we don't exist somewhere else. Or, you know, like, it just is yeah. so massive. We can't even begin to imagine what is out there. You know, it's so cool. It's so it's cool. It's very exciting. I know. Although that live stream was the fucking... <laughs> <laughs> no. What a dud of a live stream. <laughs> I know I we gathered the boys around. I don't know if anybody yeah. else saw it, but you know Ryan is he is just loves stuff like that, loves space, yes. loves you know all of it, always yeah. has. And so Courtney and I were actually on the phone together when he came in, and was like, "It's happening!" And I was like, "Okay, gotta go." And we yeah. get on YouTube, and it's literally. When I texted James, and I was like, "I, you know, you know, this is happening." He's like, "Yeah, me and my friends are watching it on the ch- group chat." Like, it, yeah, you know, yeah, I gathered yeah. the boys around. We had it on the laptop. And it was the president and 
the vice president sitting in these like this weird office weird room like like stage yeah they're kind of social distanced and there's three people on the screen and then the the image popped up but it was so grainy and hard to see yeah. that i was like oh it was a like zoomed out image of a zoomed out image yeah. it was so weird it was so weird and president biden was like you there's possibilities and i was like oh my god this is if this like, <laughs> I will always be grateful that he, President Biden, has kept us away from another four years of Trump. But it was like, yeah, was what a way to make this amazing thing really feel boring. Yeah, and then it just sort of cut out, like the audio cut out, and then they were like, "The <laughs> hey, end bye. of live stream." <laughs> it's like seven minutes long. Like you, we, the technology that we have available to us in yeah. this country and that's really how like who well, decided i mean that? it's a live stream of an image of the beginning of time yeah <laughs> it's like the shittiest live stream possible Ever. with the shittiest technology right like, couldn't you have taken a little bit of the james webb technology and like or like put, l- put the lights down in the room yeah, some sparklers or, or something. Or, like, some get a huge projector, like, do it on an IMAX screen. Or, like, we have things available yeah. to us, people. But, no, we're going to sit in a cubicle. and It was so weird. Was very weird. Yeah. Anyway, yep. can't win them all, I guess. I know. And then I, I had to, like, take a minute and process that and then go back and look. You, like, find better yeah. images and be like, all right, this is really cool. Yeah, totally. Neil deGrasse Tyson and stuff. Yeah. Like, thank you for breaking down the... <laughs> magnificence yeah. of what it is we're looking I at know, they versus... didn't even explain it they were like this is a grain of sand in the sky <laughs> goodbye <laughs> exactly <laughs> if you hold out a grain of sand then you're holding a grain of sand end of live stream what <laughs> <laughs> no explanation of what exactly we're looking at nope oh, oh my god. gosh well then uh moving on to name time yeah i think it's great let's do it <laughs> it's name time so small but mighty list again this week you guys (laughs) i have seen some of these come through i really try to avoid it but sometimes i can't and multiple of these made me lol (laughs) like all of them yeah small but mighty Choke a loco road in Calhoun County. <laughs> <laughs> Yummy. Choke a loco. I'm Choke a loco. Yeah, I'm loco for choco. Is that like chocolate that makes you choke, but it's crazy? No, it makes you crazy. Yep. <laughs> oh, Maria Elvira Pinto Exposito. She was an Australian grandmother who used a dating website and met the man of her dreams. Wow. That's so cute. Yeah, Maria Elvira Pinto Exposito. Exposito. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Maria Elvira Pinto Exposito. Uh, Dr. Wet Farts. W H E T F A A R T Z. Do we know for Is sure that one's real, right? Is it real? <laughs> That's for you to find out, guys. Uh, Dr. Wet Farts. <laughs> hey, There's anything an is possible. Anything is possible. Yes. there. So, yes, Dr. Wet Farts does exist in some, <laughs> in some universe. It's just like a, everything everywhere at all times when she has the hot dog hand. Yes. <laughs> dimension. Dr. Wet Farts lives in the, doc, in the hot dog land dimension. 
Alice Salas. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, some... <laughs> I'll never get over the rhyming no, names ever. No, Alice Salas. Alice Salas. Those are two individually great words, too. Uh, somebody was watching When Sharks Attack on Disney Plus and saw Dr. Mark Marks. <laughs> He's part of, probably part of the shark, shark Authority, right? Oh, my God. You're so right. Dr. Mark Marks might be the head of the Shark Authority. Yes. Oh, fuck. Yes. <sighs> Dr. Mark Marks rules. Yes. Was that a Good Patreon point. episode? Might have been. No, I think that was main feed. I'm okay. pretty sure. You guys hip to the the Shark Authority? Yes, because it was... Thought she was shark attacked. Probably wasn't shark attacked. I'm yeah, pretty sure it was Might have feed. been a Patreon. Anyway. Go look yeah. it up, guys. You tell yeah, us. Go. <laughs> <laughs> Not our problem. <laughs> Stop bothering us about the shark authority, you guys. If you want to learn about it, go to Figure sign up it for out. Patreon. Or don't. We don't really know. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of which, big announcement. Oh, yeah. Do, 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 big, do. huge announcement. We'll get to shouty outies, but before that, uh, this little baby podcast is about to grow up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um I can't believe I just quoted swingers. So sorry, everyone. It happens. I'm so sorry. It to the best of us. <laughs> Acting like it's 1997. Um, no, we got approached by a network and we're going to join a podcast network. And they are lovely people. Yes. And of the 50 bazillion corporate style calls I've ever been on in my life, this is one of like three where I had a good feeling, like a really good feeling. And then we reached out to other podcasts in their network, which they have amazing podcasts in their network, like Murder with My Husband, Murder-ish. Sinisterhood. Um, yeah, lots of goodies over there. And the response from other podcasts in this network were overwhelmingly, overwhelmingly positive, professionally and personally. So we did it, you guys. We signed the contract. And that does mean we will start to have ads in the coming months, yep. which is something that we feel very mixed about, of course, because we are weirdos that have imposter syndrome. But um, I mean, it comes down to some... that we want to continue to do this and yep. we have to grow and make money to yep. be sustainable. And it really is coming down to the wire for my family yep. that if we didn't start making a little bit more money that I wouldn't be able to continue to do it. So Mm-hmm. Yep. And on my end, it's, uh, you know, you reach a point because every episode, I would say, takes an average of eight to 12 hours. Mm-hmm. And so doing two of those a week, it really becomes the <laughs> reality is that you literally have no free time. Yes. <laughs> like for two and a half years, we have this is what we have done mm-hmm. all the time. And so I need to start to phase out something mm-hmm. uh, to do this for the rest of my life. Right. So you guys could be stuck with us. Um yeah, we're very excited about it. And they're not interested in changing us. They're not interested in not making us who we are. Mm-hmm. So n- not, I don't think you'll feel a lot of change. There will be some ads in the coming months, like I said. But other than that, uh, we've been approached by a lot of different networks. And we have just completely ignored their emails because, you know, we don't want to become weird corporate something we're not and so this is an opportunity to make a little money mm-hmm. while maintaining the integrity of this podcast that yeah. you all have supported for all this time so 
Thank you for that. And um, we did discuss it and we will, once we're uh, having ads in our episodes, we will add a $1 Patreon option that will just be the main feed episodes without ads. So you won't get bonus content if you sign up for that $1, but it will give you an ad-free RSS feed so you can listen to us, continue to listen to us without ads. Yeah. We're really, really excited. It feels like perfect timing, a good fit. Yes. Uh, Extremely excited. So we are now officially with Cloud 10 and iHeartRadio. Woo-hoo! I was saying to Courtney before we started recording that I I've been I haven't been hesitant because of them at all. I've and I no. Um, I realized that it's because I feel like somebody's going to figure out that we're really like th- that we're imposters. <laughs> yeah. that we, even though we've done this and we have started it on our own from the beginning without any idea of what we're doing and have really grown it very well yeah. um that somebody's gonna now look at us and be like oh wait no they're not actually They've podcasters or whatever we are by this whole time <laughs> and then they're gonna fire us i don't know what would happen but anyway <laughs> yeah, she was like somebody to answer to other than my sister <laughs> totally yeah totally yeah well and like re- going back and sort of looking at what we've done and uh, having, she was like, do you mind if we, you know, use this professional artist that we use to update your artwork slightly? And I was like, <laughs> LOL, the artwork that I like auto generated <laughs> on some weird online, you know, logo maker for uh-huh. like crafters, basically. It's <laughs> like, oh, look, they have a cricket scary section. <laughs> yeah. I was like, yes, yeah. I do love the creep, but yes, I would be okay with you updating that. <laughs> Because when we started this thing, you know, it's just like, yeah, great. This seems, yeah, there's a logo. That's all yes. you, woo! Yeah. You know? Well, and we really just, we did it as cheaply uh, as yep. we could because we didn't really know if this would turn into anything. Yep. And here we are. And uh, yeah, yeah, it really has turned into something. So it's, yeah, it's very exciting. Yeah. It's going to make me cry because you guys... <laughs> Well, if you cry, you then I'm going to cry. So I know, but they really did it for us. So thank you guys. Yep. I, you can't really understand how it feels unless you've done it. When you put yourself out there in such a vulnerable, vulnerable way, yep. it's going to go one of two ways. People are going to love you or hate you. And yep. we had to pick a lot of bones with ourselves. Like, are we willing to do this and be totally rejected by the world? Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's see what happens. If we yep. don't like it, we'll quit. And yep. instead, it has just been a mirror. Now I'm going to cry, but it's been a complete mirror of what we hope to, who we are and what we want to give out to the world. You have given yep. right back to us. And it makes yep. us both understand that we make a difference and that we can help yep. people and we can reach out and like all of the things that are important yep. are there and it's true and you love us and we love you. Yeah. Right? Some of you hate us and we push you the fuck <laughs> off. So that's okay that too. too. Yeah, it's totally okay. But I'm just so proud of you guys and so grateful for you. I yeah. cannot begin to tell you. Yeah. I mean, that's you know, been... what a incredible community that you are and incredible support and now you're going to like make this our career potentially and that's crazy that is crazy it really is and i've said it a million times if there's something you're thinking about doing fucking do it Mm -hmm. and if there's any way we can help you do it we will and we have and we will are happy to 
send you a letter of support, <laughs> yeah, give well, you advice, whatever. I think that it was sort of that, you know, talking about starting to do ads and realizing that the more money we make, the more we yep. can give back. Exactly. And that's really exciting. That potential is really exciting. Um, yeah, because currently our Patreon, which is incredibly supportive, and we'll get to shouty audience in just mm-hmm. a moment, um, goes to running the show, you know, show expenses, and then most of the rest of it gets given away. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, this will be then we'll be able to give away money and also support have, our lives. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. So yeah, no, thank you guys for so much. We're gonna try to make the ads interesting and not overwhelming. Um, yeah, but just understand that it's this is how we keep going. Yep, exactly. I think I'm, I'm already, like, when I can't sleep at night thinking of how to turn the ads into, like, additional shouty <laughs> ads. Or... Yeah, you want your name incorporated in the ad somehow? Let us know. We will. <laughs> Our friend Maria really loves <laughs> Alice Sh- Salsus. What was her name? <laughs> Alice Salas. I was talking to my buddy Alice Salas last week. Uh, HelloFresh got named, and I don't know if you guys remember, <laughs> from the early, very... early days. That was the goal. Yep. And like, here it comes. Real close to the goal. Yep. Yeah. Like, uh, hello, fresh. I was like, yes, Are you baby. kidding me? Are you kidding me? Yes. Yep. So, anyway, enough about ads, enough about that. But thank you tremendously for your support. And then thank you, some of you, for your oh, additional yeah. support through Patreon. You guys have just been coming out of the woodwork. Yep. Big time. And our Patreon will remain the same. They don't have anything to do with that. Yeah. It's gonna, yeah. That's gonna, just going to be the same. So yep. those of you who are on there, those of you who want to jump over there, jump on over. We do offer um, free Patreon for those of you who cannot afford it. We are always happy to sponsor people yep. to get that content. Um, just let us and know. There have been a few people that have reached out and asked and we've said yes. And then I don't know if it's been completed. So if you're one of those people, just reach out again and we'll make sure that that happens for you. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much to Laura H. Laura. She says that to you when you tell her that she can't do what she wants because she can. (laughs) If you go to Laura and say, Laura, I don't think you're going to be able to achieve that. She just looks at you and says, ha, 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 ha. I love that. I do too. I'm actually like, as I'm saying it, I'm like, I, that's the mantra for the day. I guess it is. Yeah. Thank you so much to Araceli L. Oh, come on. Sometimes yeah. people get to be named like um, like a, an aquatic goddess or right? something. Right? Yes. Like sometimes you just be born and your name is Araceli and... Everybody knows that that's like a song lyric, like the sound, you know, it's like an onomatopoeia of mm-hmm. uh, like a fragrance on a wind, on the wind, yes. you know, like that's what, that would be the name for when you like walk past a lilac bush and it, you smell it on the spring breeze. Like that's like, that would be the definition of Araceli yes. if I were to define, you know, they're like, What's the, what is the um, experience of when you wake up in the morning on a summer day and the w- breeze is coming through the window and the birds are chirping and um, like somebody's started the coffee in the other room and you're like, oh, that's an Araceli. Like, yeah, that's, yes, it is. That's exactly what that is. 100%. Yeah. God. 
I know. All of these amazing names. Your body must rule. (laughs) Body totally rules. (laughs) You know? Yes. Just like this ethereal sort of perfection, just beauty, and you smell good. I can just tell. (laughs) You know, do you know who else smells good? Tell me. (laughs) Thank you so much to Emily Eagle R. (laughs) (gasps) Scraw. That's what Sadie and I say. Eagle sounds scraw. Scree. Scree. Scraw. I think they actually, well, I think that, okay, I heard this the other day that they use the scraw sounds for an eagle like in movies, but that's actually a hawk. And the eagles sound more like. (laughs) Oh, well, that changes things. Heard it here first, folks. Emily Eagle R. Yeah. Yeah, Emily Eagles are uh, majestic. Emily Eagles are wild, free. Emily Eagles are uh, powerful, untethered. Emily Eagles are uh, inspirational. Emily Eagles are uh, good, good community members. I feel like eagles are probably good community members. Right? I don't think so. I think they fuck everything up. I think they just like oh, yeah, tire yeah, through you're things right. with their talons. Yeah. So Emily Eagles are fucker uppers yeah. of the things that need to get fucked up. Yep. Good point. Yeah, yes, Emily Eagles, you are a fucker upper of what needs to get fucked up. Yep. I think they do whatever they want to. Yes. Yes. Good point. Great. Yep. Now I'm picturing like a, an eagle with a top hat and like, oh, how do you do, sir? I'm going to help you across the street. <laughs> he has a cane now, too. <laughs> well, I just figure that, and it kind of does fall in line with that, that like eagles probably take good care of what eagles need to yes. take care of. Yeah. I don't know what eagles' responsibilities are on the day to day. Eating but fish. Like, Fucking yeah. shit up. Yeah. Probably building good parents. Kick ass nests. Yeah. Yeah. Have you seen those nests? They're huge. They're huge. So Emily Eagles are all of those things. Yes. Uh, thank you so much to Stephanie F. Stephanie. F- finally. <laughs> she's finally here. She's finally found what she's been looking for. She's finally entered into the phase of financial and f- fanciful freedoms of the future finally (laughs) she's found what she's been looking for and it's there and it is better than she could have ever imagined yes i'm ready to go to bed now yes (laughs) it's very relaxing let's do one more. okay last but certainly not least thank you so much to emily w Emily, why do you never know how much you mean to everyone? Why do you never know that everyone is looking at you with the hard eyes emojis on their faces and the love in their hearts and the songs in their minds and also the beauty of the world is upon you and they all are looking at it and they enjoy it and they want to rejoice in everything you are and i hope you know that's true (laughs) 
Oh, we love you guys so much. All of y'all. Yeah. So much. Yeah. You make us cry. So yeah. stop it. Stop I have it. To, Get off my back. I, I have a whole day ahead of me. <laughs> I have to go to work now. <laughs> my other work that I slowly will be able to not do anymore yes. thanks to you. Yep. And we do. We have a bunch more shout outs to get to. So just be yep. patient. Yep. Um, we're almost through June. So we're getting there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's no problem. Yeah. No problem. No and in the meantime, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, and YouTube at They Will Kill. And go to our website, theywillkill.com. You can email us at theywillkillpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah. And continue to rate, 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 review subscribe yeah rate rate and review <laughs> we've had some of the nicest yes like the nicest reviews we've had ever yeah and i kind of i mean i've said this i say this every time but it is hard to do this and people are critical and they come down on you and you try to like not let it bother you but it is it is a lot of mental and emotional mm. work to put yourself out there like we mentioned before. So when we get those reviews, you guys, it is a fucking game changer. Yes. It is truly like puts a pep in my step. Mm-hmm. It makes me want to keep doing mm-hmm. it. it I, like, I mean, I think I honestly, on multiple occasions, those positive reviews has been the ticket for us to continue. Honestly. No, I mean, honest yes. to God. Yes. When we honestly. get that feedback and we think, okay, yeah. when when you start to feel like you're not making a difference or it doesn't matter mm-hmm. anymore, and then mm-hmm. somebody comes in and tells you it does, it's like, okay, we need to yeah. continue. So yeah. thank you for that. We yeah, got a that's... bunch of those this week and it makes it such a difference. Really does. Thank you. Yep. <laughs> Uh, thank you, AJ Bergens, for your music. Ah, yeah, you guys are great. Him, yep. he is, and his family. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you guys, like AJ is multiple people now. You know, A and J. You guys multitudes. decide what that means. Um, yep. And remember, stay stupid and get caught. <laughs> All of you out there considering crimes, stay stupid, get caught. Yes. Unless they're crimes where like you're just hungry and you want to steal food well then just let us know and we will help you do that <laughs> yeah yeah so don't do those crimes just let us know we'll yes, give you a couple please. bucks you Absolutely. know to steal it but i'm just saying those crimes aren't stupid those crimes are justifiable needed yes yeah but also like instead of doing crimes maybe we can just do a better system yeah um where the food is so available are, yeah 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 mm-hmm. but those of you who are considering taking lives of other people definitely stay dumbest possible way hopefully it's so dumb that you cannot do it yes bungle it that's even better yeah bungle those attempts whoa 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 oops yeah and in a way that like doesn't super traumatize the person yeah they don't even know that they escaped with their lives Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah best case scenario fall into a into a cow pasture Yes, please. Whoa. You know, like off. Whoa. <laughs> Done. I just hit my head. Yeah. I just mind oh, no. falling into a and slammed my head against the wall. Don't Take it time your, to wrap yeah, up. Yeah, don't give yourself a TBI, y'all. <laughs> oh, my God. Unless you're considering taking lives. Yes, do it. <laughs> do it. Then pretend like you're falling into a cow pasture and lay down yeah. and just No, take don't a give yourself a TBI because then you'll become oh, a worse yeah, killer. No. Yeah, just fall into a cow pasture and then realize the error of your ways right and lay there look at the clouds yep all right we love you we'll see you (laughs) real soon (laughs) goodbye goodbye (laughs) seeking the truth never gets old 
Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.